Good morning, Nachum. Good Erev Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Vayishlach. Parshas Vayishlach, Yaakov returns home after 20 years with his uncle Lavan, and now he encounters the A, first thing in the Parsha, the confrontation with Esav. And as the Pasuk says, Vayayovig Ish Imo. Ad alos hashachar. It's not that Yaakov, as an individual, was mugged over three thousand years ago. That we need to read this in our shul every year, and it's part of the Torah. How does that fit in with the constitution of the Jewish people? And therefore, I tell you every week, there are no Bible stories. There are Bible lessons. And so the Ramban on that verse tells us that it's not simply an occurrence which happened once, but until the end of the long night. The night is the symbol of the Golos, the exile that the Jew is going to be in. And there's going to be, we are assured a wrestling match throughout the night, throughout the long Golos, whereby Esav and the nations that Esav represents, as Rashi brings later on. <coughs> Halacha, Esav Sone Li Yisrael. There is built into nature what, if you wish, anti-Semitism, and the struggle is going to be both that there are times, miyad ochi, miyad esav, there are times that the Jew is going to be welcomed into the general society, which unfortunately leads too often to assimilation, intermarriage, or the other calamity which is anti-Semitism leading to persecution. And unfortunately, we've experienced both throughout the long exile. But the Torah promises us in Vayishlach, points out the Ramban, Vayizrach lo Hashemesh, that afterwards the sun rose for Yaakov and it not only healed him from his limping, which yielded the mitzvah of the prohibition to eat the Gira the third mitzvah found in the book of Beratius, but it's a portent to the future that ultimately there will be the coming of Moshiach, ultimately the Jewish people are going to prevail. So again, no Bible stories, a very important Bible lesson, and this is not only a portent for the future, but this we need to know in preparation for Kabbalah Satorah in the next book of Shmos, Please God. <clears throat> I'd like to focus this morning on chapter 34. No less than 31 psukim the Torah gives us to tell us of the terrible violation 
of Yaakov's daughter Dina by Shechem, the son of Hamor. And this is in the village, if you can call it, of Shechem, which according to the Alshech had 24,000 persons living there. Dina is violated, and we know the specifics of this incident, that Shechem <coughs> wants to marry Dina, and the brothers answer, as the Torah says, Bemirma, and Bemirma is understood not only with guile, but rather with wisdom, says Unculus, and the Ramban explains what's the wisdom that the brother said, okay, the only way we can marry you is by you circumcising yourself and your invite for us to be part of your community. The entire community has to circumcise themselves. The mirma, the wisdom of this response of the brothers to Shechem and Hamor is explained by the Ramban and the Sapurno that no way did the brothers in the wildest imaginations ever expect that the townfold of Shechem would listen to Shechem and Hamor and circumcise themselves. In fact, we finish this week <coughs> the Gemara Makos, the Gemara Makos on Yud Aleph, Amad Aleph, has the expression that one person benefits and the other one is punished, meaning that, in this case here, says the Gemara, Shechem Nasiv, Shechem got the pleasure and wants to marry Dina, and Mavgoi, one of the residents of the town, a representative of the town, Gozir, he should perform circumcision. Now let's remind ourselves how difficult and challenging circumcision is for an adult male. And let's understand that unfortunately, when Christianity first came about, one of the first major changes that they did, aside from changing from Shabbos to Sunday, but what attracted them to many people was circumcision is no longer on your body in a physical way, but it is some kind of circumcising of the heart, which appealed very much to the masses, rather than have to subject their children and their converts to circumcision. So, and moreover, we find that even Avram Avinu hesitated regarding circumcision. Now, what's Avram's hesitation? And the Gra explains this very concisely at the beginning of Pasha's Vayera in his Kol Eliyahu. The Gra says, look here, Avram's job was to reach out and touch as many as he could. And the uh, people respected Avram, because after all, what was he selling? Seven mitzvos b'nei Noach, 
that are all logical, understandable, belief in God, not to murder, not to kill, not to commit adultery. These are things that society can recognize. But now, to become a Jew, one has to wait a minute, circumcise themselves? And Abram was afraid. Maybe it's better for me, come on, not to do this, so I'll be able to, what, get more outsiders to join. And Hashem's response to him was, Anikel Shakai. I am the one that Sha'amar die. I said enough. What does that mean? I said enough. It means that I want like Lahavdil, the Marines, a few good men. Okay, having said that, that circumcision is so difficult, how could the townspeople of um, Shechem readily agree to this? So, once again, no Bible stories, only Bible lessons. In the Sefer, Hamor Shevetorah, which was written by Harav Shlomo Tzvi Akorin Shapira, one of the Tamidi uh, Chachamim who survived the war by being part of Yeshivas Mir, went to Shanghai and then to Eretz Yisrael, lived in Bnei Brak, and I had the schus of meeting with him on several occasions. He writes in his Sefer, Hamor Torah, and he quotes the Saba Mikelm, who says that this is not a story that happened 3,000 plus years ago. This is a story that the Torah is speaking to everyone. Namely, be on guard, because the Torah is teaching how vulnerable man is. And in order for him to see the koach of chemda and ta'ava, the koach of the lust for women and wealth. And that's exactly what Shechem and Hamor offered the people of the city of Shechem. We will have Jewish women <coughs> we will get Jewish wealth. And the Medrash Seichel Tov understands that Vayishmu'u el Chamor, the townspeople listened, Kishihitr lahem ligzol mamono shel Yaakov. We will be able literally to steal, to take, we'll have all the wealth of Yaakov. So man lusts. And the only question is, what is he lusting after? What is he going to get? What is important to him? And therefore, the Torah is showing us how much each person is drawn. And just as we find by Avram Avinu, that Ava Mikalkel says Ashura, Avram Avinu had many servants, <laughs> yet to go to the Akedah, he himself saddles and prepares the donkey. Don't say it's beneath my dignity. He wants it so much. So too, these townspeople went and circumcised themselves in order to satisfy their lusts and their passion. And therefore, the Torah is saying, be careful, because each and every one of us is vulnerable. And once we are vulnerable, we become lustful after, and then there's no limitation as to how far we can go from our original principles and our original dedication to that which was near and dear to us. I'm going to share with you 
a horrific story that I heard in Eretz Yisrael. And that is as follows. Approximately a few months ago, there was a break-in to a Beis HaKnesses on Leil Shabbat. And they came in the morning and they saw how it was broken into from the basement. But they searched the entire Beis HaKnesses. Not a shekel was missing from the Tzedakah box. No silver was taken from the Oron Kodesh. Nothing, nothing was touched. It was an enigma to them. What could have happened? Months later, a 17-year-old boy meets with the rabbi of the shul and confesses, I broke into the shul on Leil Shabbat. Why? You're not going to believe this. I couldn't believe it. I broke in because I needed internet. He needed to use his phone on Shabbos. He couldn't do it at home, and therefore he knew because of the offices in the Beis HaKnesses there was internet, and therefore he needed to be at email, he needed to whatever, unfortunately, <coughs> is on that phone of his. So listen carefully. Lo'aleinu, if you were to ask this boy, are you a Shomer Shabbos? He'd say yes. He wouldn't get in a car on Shabbos. He wouldn't cook on... He would not violate Shabbos. But because the phone is such an integral part of his life, and would you ask him, are you permitted to break into any place? Being a mazik, especially mamun hekdesh, breaking into a shul. But just look what happened over here. Why? Because of this incredible passion that he as a representative of too many T-O-O of our youth that are so into the telephone that they are no longer knowing who they are, what they are, and this has become their life. And therefore, we have to say to ourselves, yes, it is a major problem. What are we going to do about it? So let's understand that in Koheles, chapter 7, verse 14, easy to remember. You have what Shlomo HaMelech says, That whenever there is a strong Yetzer Hora, whenever there is a strong negativity out there, there is always the opposite side of sanctity, of holiness, which is there, and both are there. And just as it's easy to go to this, we have to make the environment in our homes, in our schools, such that our children, teenagers especially, and young adults, should not be living with their telephone and too much of the negativity that's found on the telephone, but rather, they should realize that Torah gives us that that sweetness. And I'm going to suggest one simple, not a solution, but a start in the right direction. My mother, Oleha Shalom, and we're going back now at least seven years, whereby when I came to Brooklyn to pick her up to come to me for Shabbos, the first thing she would do was take away my phone. This was a simple flip-flop phone that I, as a Rav, would use to communicate with people even when I was driving in the car through Bluetooth. And my mother would take it away. I want to spend time with you and not listening to all what's going on in your community during the hour that we drove in the car together. When your children are in school, Hopefully, they're giving their phones in and not using them during class. 
when dinner time comes in your home, make a rule. No phones at the dinner table, so you have a chance to talk to them. These siblings could, should talk to each other, as opposed to each one texting and doing whatever they're doing, which is not good for the familial relationship. When you're alone with them in the car, no phone, the opportunity to connect with your children, what's going on in your life, as opposed to too much of the narishkeit and the wrong thing which is going on with their fingers and removing them from, unfortunately, the true happenings of what's going on in life. And so, what's the story doing here? which was written over 3,000 years ago and happened at that time. Come on, who needs it? We need it. Because who is it talking to? It's talking to each and every one of us. Is it easy to be a Jew? No. Shveritz's Yid meant one thing so many years ago, and now it means something else. Hatzloch Rabbah, we can rise to the occasion, Shabbat Shalom to all.